Principal Matters Podcast, episode 194. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're going to be talking about lessons leading from a distance in New York with Principal Patrick McLaughlin. Patrick McLaughlin is the principal of St. Francis Preparatory School, the largest private Catholic school in the country. And being located in Queens, New York, it's one of the most diverse cities in the country, a melting pot for many cultures. And in his time at St. Francis Prep, they have done exceptionally well, not only in academics, but also bringing their community together. And Patrick has been fortunate enough to have spent his entire career in the same school as a student, a teacher, a coach, a department chairperson, an assistant principal, and now is the principal of St. Francis Preparatory School. Patrick, welcome to Principal Matters. It's such an amazing privilege to connect with you as a listener and as a fellow school leader. Welcome to the show and feel free to fill in the gaps on that intro and anything else you might want listeners to know about you. Uh, Will, thank you very much. I've, uh, I've listened to you for a very long time and to be on the show is uh, an honor and a privilege uh, for me. And coming from the epicenter, of the coronavirus uh, in Queens, New York. It's been uh, an interesting journey for us, to say the least. And we've had many of our kids affected in a lot of different ways. And I hear the expression all the time, we're in this together. But that, that phrase has evolved for me because we're in this together as a school community, but we're all in this in different ways together. We have uh, some of our students who have a grandfather who passed away in the hospital. We have uh, parents who are sick. We have parents and students who are ill uh, in the hospital. And then we have some families who have been, from a health perspective, not affected by this at all. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there are some families saying that the family dynamic is terrific because we're eating dinner together. We're uh, watching movies together. So mm-hmm. uh, it's been interesting for us. And we have, we have over 2,400 students uh, to get this type of feedback right now. But the pain from this is enormous with some of our community. And you know that we are a tuition-driven school. 99% of our kids do very well and go on, on to college. And right now, we're hearing stories not only of illness, of suffering, but we're hearing stories of families who just can't pay the bills. They can't pay the rent. They can't finish off that mortgage. Uh, They lost their business. So we're dealing with that at the same time. And we're also looking for our new class of ninth graders coming in September and the financial burdens that they're going to have as well. So that's sort of what we've been going through for the past six weeks or so. Wow. Well, Patrick, first of all, I want to send my condolences to you and to your community. And I know that as a school leader, you are in a unique position because you speak for your school, but you're also trying to stay connected to your community from a distance and to encourage them to be an academic leader, but also to be a moral support for them too. And I just want to give some perspective to Principal Matters listeners because I have listeners all over the country and across the world. And at the date of this recording, because we're connecting on a Saturday, um, May 8th, 
you know, the U.S. has seen 1,248,040 cases of COVID-19 with 75,477 deaths. But in New York State alone, you guys have suffered 321,962 cases with 26,120 deaths. That means that you, your state alone has experienced almost 21% of the deaths across the nation. It's so hard for me, Patrick, to in a state that has had relatively lower numbers compared to what's going on in New York to, to relate to not only the closures and the distance, but also the trauma that your community members must be facing when they have so many people that they know that are struggling too. And I would just love to hear your story. What are some ways that your school community has stayed connected during this time? What are some ways that you're being able to still communicate with families that you would normally put your arms around during a time like this? We left school on Thursday, uh, March 12th, or the last time. And uh, we were up and running by Monday of that following week because we're a one-to-one school. Uh, every student has, we're, we're privileged when it comes to that. We, every student has an iPad. Every faculty member has an iPad. So we were, we were up and running from the very beginning. And the day that we left, I asked every one of our guidance counselors to reach out and connect with one of our students. because. What we didn't want to happen was we didn't want one student out of 2,400 to get lost in the cracks. We wanted to make that contact right away. And it was simple. It was just a matter of reaching out, maybe an email saying, I'm here. If you need anything, contact me. And of course, listen, the kids who were doing well during the year, they were doing well online. The ones who struggled to get work done, they were struggling to get work done. But what we were doing is that when faculty members saw that someone wasn't responding to them, they would make the initial contact and then contact a guidance counselor, then contact an administrator. So we were were getting a full view of those kids who weren't performing, weren't doing work. And I have to say, there are still some that are are really going through an anxiety, depression uh, situation, and they're still not doing work the way they should. We're reaching, we're continuing to reach out to them. So that was our number one goal, not to have any one of our students fall through the cracks when this happened. Then we had a faculty meeting on Zoom with 175 faculty and staff. That was the first time. It was history making at St. Francis Prep. The theme of that was no one falls through the cracks. And number two, we now teach with more compassion, empathy, and flexibility than we ever have taught before. Because we don't know who is going through trauma at home. Because some families are not going to tell you that. So we have to assume if someone is not doing work or someone's not responding, that something is happening within their family. There's a hospital in Queens here called Elmhurst Hospital. And it was the the epicenter of New York City with deaths about three weeks ago. And we learned that a number of our parents worked at Elmhurst Hospital. Uh, and those, most of those kids were getting their work done. You know, even though their, their family and their, their parents were out at night early in the morning, they were still getting it done. And boy, what a credit to them to have the veracity to stay with that at such a, a traumatic time in their lives. So Again, there, there are hundreds of stories like that that we were experiencing. But I must say to you, 
the key for me as a school building leader during this time, and I'm, I've been doing this for a long time, but what I learned was that communication was at the heart of what we were doing. On our website right now, I've, I've posted probably eight, 10 videos. And in between the videos were, was just an update. You know, uh, I would send out via email to families. And I'm running out of rooms in my house to do videos. <laughs> but at the same time, I wanted to make it real. It wasn't just a post I was doing every day. It was, I was trying to communicate um, a sense of hope to them. And one of the first things I did was write a letter to our seniors saying, class of the legendary class of 2020, you will not be forgotten. And I think that resonated and it just, it gave them the hope that they need just to hang on to what they need to be focused on right now. You know, um, Patrick, because you and I correspond as a listener, I was so excited when you reached out to me to tell me that, you know, you, that, that important communication tool is something that you were taking advantage of. And uh, I'd love to see some samples of that. Where, where can we find that on your website? Uh, that said, our, our website is uh, www.sfponline.org. Well, we'd love to see that, including the one you shot in your laundry room. So yes. give, us a, <laughs> give us a sense, Patrick, of some of the things that you, you think about each time that you're doing one of those posts for your students. Sleep is getting interrupted. Uh, because, you know, as you know, Will, there's a, a lot of thinking and a lot of thought that goes into a post or a video, and it's evolving over time as well. And one of the things that is resonating with me right now is how do we honor and recognize the seniors? My last video was, you would not have written this script back in September when you walk through our doors and you saw your friends that you haven't seen all summer. You would not have written a script. However, now is the time that we change the mindset. Now is the time that you realize that this is a very exciting time in your life, leaving high school behind and commencing on to college. So we're going to do everything we can to recognize you over the next couple of months to make sure that you get that recognition. So we, we moved graduation. Graduation was June 6th for us. We moved it to August 1st with the hope that things will be a little bit better where we can have an in-person graduation. So we're, we're hoping for the best. You know, Patrick, as I hear your feedback to students and think about all the ways that you're still nurturing your school community, I know there are other principals that are facing similar situations there in your state and in other states that have had such high numbers. And, and everyone who's experienced closures, which has been across the entire U.S., has experienced kind of the grief of finishing a, a year without being able to rally your students or have graduation ceremonies. And so I'm just curious if you've had opportunities to think about lessons that you're learning. And sometimes it's hard in the middle of it to know those lessons. But if you could speak to other principals who may be facing similar situations in their school communities, what what words would you say to them? Well, I think we're all in that leadership position. And uh, I guess leadership can be defined in many, many ways. But leadership for, for us is putting our kids first you know, and doing, doing the right thing for them and their parents and their families and uh, guiding them. You know, listen, we have a terrific faculty and the uh, emotion and the professionalism that, that I've seen from them has been just phenomenal over this period of time and managing somewhat difficult cases, you know, um, academically and, and personally. So you have that, that group of people behind you 
that hopefully trust your leadership and so you can move on. One of the things we have a president principal model here where the president focuses on the finance of the school and the principal is focused on the academic side of the school. So we have garnered all 35,000 of our alumni and we have asked them to come back to us and help the kids, help our kids who are having financial difficulty right now. And uh, we have Julie Chin from CBS uh, News, is one of our famous alumni. Uh, we've contacted her, and uh, she's matching whatever we can raise for financial aid for our kids. And she, get, she gave us a really terrific video presentation last week, and we're sharing that with our community. So we have an uh, abundance of alumni who are now giving back to the school. And, and the one phrase we use is, high school is four years, St. Francis Prep is forever. And that really is starting to resonate now with everybody in our community and our alumni. This is where we come together, right? We're all taking different pathways through this pandemic, but this is where we come together as a community to help each other and especially help those kids sitting in those seats right now uh, who may be experiencing trauma and loss. Mm -hmm. That's what we're aiming to do. That's fantastic, Patrick. And if there's anyone out there listening right now who is, perhaps there's an alumni listening or perhaps there's someone out there who's listening, I should have said an alumnus listening, if they want to connect with you guys and support your students' work, uh, where can they do that? Uh, we, our president, Brother Leonard Conway, is spearheading that fundraising. So they can go to our website again, uh, sfponline.org. And we have a whole page on the website uh, dedicated to those families who need financial assistance. You know, I also wanted to take an opportunity to celebrate your school because I know that in a highly diverse school community like yours in Queens, that you guys have had to be very intentional in pulling a variety of stakeholders together. And so could you share a little bit about the work that you guys are doing when you're together? And I know this is still happening from a distance too, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to share a little bit of that story from St. Francis that might encourage other school leaders in diverse communities. Thank you, Will. We are a very diverse community. We have a very diverse community that consists of Catholics, non-Catholics, of Latinos, of African-Americans, of Asians, of whites, and you know what? It seems to work well. We get along, not all the time. There, we have our moments, but we get along. And I think at the center of what we do is faith. At the center of what we do is our belief uh, in being a Franciscan school that we're instruments of peace. I think that's so important. And uh, we're very fortunate when we're confronted with something like this, or we're confronted with challenges we go back to prayer and that helps this community immensely. And one of the things we preach, and I'm sure other principals would agree with this and it happens in other schools, but it really works well is that we need to respect each other, respect where we, we come from, where we need to go. And there's a focus here. I have to tell you a quick story is that a couple of years ago, I'm walking down the hallway, I'm following two of our seniors. And it was just after a senior assembly and one girl turned to the other girl and says, you know what? It's pretty cool to be smart in this school. I said, yes. And she didn't know I was listening. I said, yes, it is cool to be smart. And you don't get that in some schools. You don't get that positive reinforcement. And I just think that attitude and approach means so much to kids, to parents, and to the culture of the school. 
You know, it's who we are. It's what we do every single day. That's fantastic feedback, Patrick. And I know that if I was a student or a community member in your school, that I would get to celebrate watching your kids know that they can be encouraged to be their best. You know, I'm a public school guy and you're a private school guy, and yet we share a lot of the same common leadership goals and values. In fact, we were talking before we began recording the show today just about the importance of grace. And, uh, and so I know so many school leaders who lead in both public and private settings and charter settings. And that word grace is something I think that we all share in common. Tell me a little bit about why you brought that word up in, in our conversation earlier. It, it resonated with me, Will, because um, in one of your previous shows, you were talking about grace. And it, it came along at a time for me when I needed to articulate to teachers to give students grace, and not only students, but to give themselves grace. Because I did have a number of teachers who were staying up and leaving their computer on all night. And it was so concerned about getting their students ready for the AP exam that's coming up. They're so concerned about getting them to the end of the year to successfully complete that curriculum and be ready for next year that they were they were working too hard they worked and i said to them at our faculty meeting i said you have to give yourself some grace because you need to take care i need you out there right now you need to take care of yourself and i i can't afford to have you go down on me so let's let's turn the computer up at 7 30 tonight <laughs> And let's turn it back on tomorrow morning at some point, but give yourself some grace and put your head on the pillow knowing that you did 100% to get every student ready for that particular lesson that you taught them. Mm, What a great story and a great reminder of Principal Matters listeners that as you're leading in the days ahead, because some of you are leading while school is closing. Some of you guys still have several weeks to go before you're wrapping up your semester, but wherever you are, remember to give yourself grace, your students grace, and your teacher's grace in a time where everyone's trying to do something that we've never done before. I was also looking on your, um, I Google maps your school back, I don't know, a couple of months ago when you'd first contacted me, I was just trying to get a sense of where you were. And I noticed that it, you have a beautiful campus. I, I was just looking at the, you know, just, just from the street views, I was just like, wow, what a beautiful, beautiful place. And, uh, and then I noticed like on the back side of your neighborhood, there's a, it seems, is there a public school that's pretty close to where you guys are? Yes, it's right behind us. Is that an elementary or are they also a high school? What's, what's the grade levels there? No, that's, uh, that's elementary. And we, we have a, a program with them. It's called Public School 4 uh, for emotionally challenged students. And we have our juniors and seniors in a special program that go over there every class to work with those kids. So it, it gives us, our kids, a great opportunity to have that exposure and experience, but also helps them as well in their classes. So it's a very unique and positive uh, relationship we have. Wow. I love that. And and that was actually going to be one of my questions. I was really curious how your community was connecting with the school so close to your campus. And so what a, what a great way to take advantage of an opportunity for your students to connect with more kids from the community and for that school to benefit from the wonderful high school students that you serve. Yeah, we also have a 20, it's a 24-7 and a 12-month operation because when school ends in June, we open up 
to our summer academies and uh, sports camps for the elementary school kids. We usually take in about a thousand kids a summer who come in for programs. We have a couple of weeks off before the start of school, but it's it's really it's really nice to see the elementary school kids come in, be exposed to high school teachers, high school coaches, and it's a it's a nice recruiting tool as well for us. Most principals across our nation, and even those that listen to the show internationally, have experienced closure, but not all of them have experienced loss within their own community. And so, there may be some that, in the weeks and months ahead, that don't. And but there may be some that are getting ready to experience heightened numbers that they aren't even anticipating right now. And so, we don't know. Uh, none of us has the the crystal ball to see what's exactly going to happen. But if you could speak to the principal who maybe hasn't experienced that loss yet with some words or ideas of ways that they may consider responding to students or families in their communities, what, what would you say to them? Well, I would say be courageous. Be courageous and celebrate your culture. Be courageous and make that phone call. That's a difficult phone call. You just learned that someone's father passed away in ICU because of COVID. And that phone call is tough, but from my experience, so much appreciated because those families are looking for something. They're looking for hope at this point in time. And I've made those phone calls and if those phone calls are tough, but I would say to principals who may be going through this, don't shy away from that challenge. Be courageous, make the phone call, have that conversation and open your heart up. You know, be empathetic to uh, what that family is going through and what those kids are going through right now. Thanks, Patrick. And then who do you have at home? Uh, my wife, she was uh, COVID positive. She was tested and uh, oh she works for a bank. So I think, it, you know, being on the floor and being in contact with, with a lot of people at one time had something to do with that, but she's recovering nicely right now. My daughter, who's uh, just out of college and works for an advertising firm right now. She was sick, uh, but for a very short time. And then we have my wife's mother downstairs in the basement. And we're trying to keep a lockdown there because we don't want her interacting with my wife or my daughter upstairs. Wow, that's a whole nother added stress that I had no idea you were experiencing, Patrick. And um, so best wishes on your own health, my friend, because I know that Thank you've you. probably been working really hard to keep yourself. I'm doing like you, Will. I'm not walking the dog, but I'm running or walking every day. Uh, I'm getting pretty good at cooking too, you know, because I have to serve dinner to all these people in the house because they we're eating in separate rooms right now. Um, mm. And uh, my new bedroom is the couch downstairs for the past month. So that's been another challenge. But you know what? It's it's all good. We're blessed. Everybody's coming around. And, uh, you know, there are other families out there that have it much, much tougher than we do right now. Mm. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that. I wanted to ask you another question too, Patrick. What's one thing that you look forward to celebrating when you're finally able to reconnect with your students? Oh, that's a great question. And I thought you were going to ask me about making a prediction about September, which I was fearful of. I'm glad you didn't. Just to celebrate, I, I think, listen, I, one thing that comes out of this is that the fact that we will not be expendable as teachers or leaders in education. The students thrive on the fact that they're in school every day seeing their friends. You know, Little things like 
the bell rings and you have to change classes and you walk through the hallway. It's only five minutes, right? But at the same time, there's so much connection that goes on in that five minutes. They're missing that. They're missing that teacher who perhaps jokes around with them. They're missing that interaction in the cafeteria. So the one thing I'm looking forward to is getting back to that physical contact in school that we have with kids, the emotional contact that we have in school as well. I can't wait for the day that we're going to have that back, maybe not to normal as we knew it, uh, but some semblance of it. Well, I'm so glad you said that. And you're right. If we try to predict the future in terms of when all that's going to happen, I think that you and I both know that right now that's an impossibility. And we certainly can plan for all kinds of scenarios. But I think it's important for us to remember that someday it will happen. We will move back into the settings again where we can connect with kids, we can touch students, we can be a community together, we can celebrate. And I think we've even grown to value so many of the small things that we didn't realize how important they were. You know, as principals, that may be supervising games or being at activities or plays or or evening events that so often we felt as principals were like, wow, this is such a a huge part of the time that I commit to my school. And maybe I'd rather be home relaxing. Well, we've been home for a long time now. And I think that even those small things that maybe we took for granted as a part of the lifeblood of our schools, we're now realizing um, how much we look forward to getting back into, into those scenarios. Well, anything else you wanted to touch base on before we say goodbye? Cause I know you've got a uh, chapel service to get to. Yes. Uh, I just want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk with you like this. I think this is tremendous. You know, it's almost like the, uh, that now I'm, I'm actually engaged here with a Broadway star who I listen to every <laughs> week. <laughs> I'm in awe. Um, but to have this opportunity to explain what we do as a, as a sec- Catholic secondary school to you uh, is tremendous. So I thank you very much. Well, I can't wait for the opportunity to, when all of this is over, to someday um, make a visit to Queens because I would just, you know how much I would love to walk your building with you, Patrick. It's one of the greatest joys I have. It's visiting schools. My wife teases me that every time we go anywhere, in fact, I'm drinking a coffee cup as we talk from Lake Tahoe, Nevada. We were there last year for, um, or two summers ago for our 25th wedding anniversary. And she, we rented a car and we're just driving around that beautiful lake and we'd been hiking. And all of a sudden I pulled off the road and down the street and she's like, what are you doing? And I said, there's a sign for a school. I just had to see it. And she was like, you are so weird. Everywhere you go, (laughs) you just want to see schools. Join the club. (laughs) So, of course, I want to see your school. And I would love to. Well, I know you're you're a musician and, you know, we have an extensive music and art and phys ed program, unlike some schools that are doing away with music, art and physical Mm -hmm. education. But we're building a um, extension on a building just for music education. So I'd love for you to come in and see that at some point. Mm, all right. Well, my friend, that will be in my list of dreams of because uh, sometimes I have opportunities open to visit or present or speak in places that um, give me the chance to go visit friends. So let's Absolutely. keep that line of communication open. Good. Well, Patrick, it has been such a privilege and a pleasure to connect with you. I just want to wish you the best and thank you for reaching out as a Principal Matters listener. But most of all, thank you for leading your school community because I know that right now across the nation and the world, principals are leading in a way that they never have led before. But even leading from a distance, what you do matters. I appreciate you connecting and I'm looking forward to staying connected. 
Will, thank you very much. And thank you for being out there for, for us as well. Uh, and the inspiration and motivation that you provide for us and the guidance that you give us in your, uh, your podcast. So thank you very much for being there. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all my posts at williamdparker.com. Mm-hmm.